welcome to Storytelling. Anxiety is a feeling of unease, such as worry or fear, that can be mild or severe. Everyone has feelings of anxiety at some point in their life. For example, you may feel worried and anxious about having a medical test or job interview. During times like these, feeling anxious can be perfectly normal, but some people find it hard to control their worries. Their feelings of anxiety are more constant and can often affect their daily lives. This week's guest shares her story of overcoming anxiety and shares how a breathing technique changed her life. Please welcome Sangeeta Dosanj. Hello, Sangeeta, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Debbie. Sangeeta, breathing and breath work, very important to you. Can you explain to us why? Yes, it's been a long journey. Uh, it goes back to when I was about 17. Um, so I had this anxiety, which I realized very quickly it was quite normal to have anxiety, but this seemed to be something that I was having all the time. So I did the normal stuff like you go to the doctors. My anxiety transformed in very physical symptoms. I would have lots of headaches. I would have a very fast heartbeat. And put into a nutshell, it really interfered with everything I did, everything. So I remember going to this acupuncturist alongside a lot of other therapies I was looking at at the time. And I remember him saying to me, what makes you anxious? Everything, everything makes me anxious. And I had noticed in particular that I felt very breathless. So I had all medical tests and they all came back clear. And if you fast forward another 10 years, it was with me all the time. So slowly I sort of withdrew from life because I thought, well, if I don't put myself into stressful situations, which it didn't need to be stressful for me to feel like that, I just found a way to cope, which it wasn't a very happy place. You mentioned that this started when you were 17. Was there a particular trigger that set this off or did it just gradually manifest itself? No, there really wasn't a particular trigger. I think sometimes being Asian, people sort of think, oh, you must have had a very restrictive upbringing. We've had, you know, lovely upbringing. I was a very outgoing child. And so I'm often asked this question, was there anything in particular? And I I have to honestly say, hand on heart, and it was investigated because I got into hypnotherapy very early on. Um, No, nothing. There was no reason why I should feel like that other than. I noticed even early on that my mother was very much like sort of anxious, but not really talking about it. And my conclusion is that it's almost I'm just made that way. So how did you discover the technique of using breath to help you live with this anxiety? I feel as if I did all the right things. So I started to attend yoga classes and without sounding negative. I started to actually increase my breathing, becoming very aware of it, but taking these very big breaths. Because for people that aren't anxious, taking a deep breath every so often is actually a very good thing to do. 
But somebody who's got anxiety, it's actually the wrong thing to do. I started to look at buteco breathing and hyperventilation, um, not just in buteco breathing, generally, I started to look at this more about the science of the breath. You know, everything I read, I realized, I thought, when I get anxious, I actually start to take very big breaths because I feel as if I'm not getting enough breath. And I think people listening to this will identify very closely with this tendency to take even a bigger breath. So what I understood was that I was possibly hyperventilating, but not in the sense where we imagine somebody you know, breathing uncontrollably because they're experiencing some traumatic incident. It was just every breath was probably I was taking too many breaths in a minute because there is a science of how many breaths we should take given time. So if you're taking, I mean, it's something like 10 breaths up to about 14 breaths is normal, but I was possibly taking about 20 to 25, and that amounts to basically hyperventilating. That was the start of my journey to actually changing the way I was breathing. And I found that through Buteyko breathing. Basically, Buteyko was a Russian scientist, and he also was a doctor. He worked in hospitals, and he started to work with people with respiratory conditions. And it didn't just end there. He found that the breath and the rate of it improved many conditions when you breathe and slow down the breath basically and this is in yoga as well it's it's almost like it's been overlooked when it comes to people with anxiety i basically started to uh, you know within 2 weeks of doing this kind of trying to change my breathing in a way that you're reducing the amount of breath you're taking but i started to recover and it was yeah, it was just amazing how did yeah. you discover the Buteyko breathing method? I actually read a book in 2007. It was given to me by somebody who was actually practicing the method. And uh, it didn't make sense to me, so I just put it aside. And I, then I read the same book, 2015. I started to do the practice. You know, you can read as many books as you want. You can go and see as many therapists as you want. But if you actually don't do the do nothing's going to change you're trying to change something very basic you're breathing if we don't do it for three minutes we're not going to be around for very long it was actually changing each breath and sometimes I do struggle to explain what I do but I have got some techniques some good techniques that have really worked for me that are based on the Buteyko breathing method I think that's really amazing that you managed to find this method that really worked for you, especially struggling for so many years with anxiety previously. Can you explain to us what is the difference in night and day to where you were before and where you are now? My whole life has changed and it's not a drastic change to anybody else. It's things like, you know, I wouldn't go shopping. I wouldn't go on holidays. I couldn't actually hold down a full-time job. So I saw, I've been very lucky in the sense I've been able to retreat and still survive because I've got a very good family partner. But really, I was hiding away. And I had resigned to the fact that, I think, well, I don't really want to be a burden on anybody else. So I don't want to become ill. So I'll just stay in and not really put myself through any stress. 
and that's how I cope. But when I started to do the breathing, every time I go into a shopping centre, I just you know, really feel blessed. And I think, okay, I'm finding this a bit sort of tricky. I'm very aware of the lights, the sounds, everything's like seems to be taxing my system. But if I take my attention to my breath and I don't sort of increase it, I actually I just start to use the method. I calm down. It's amazing. So my life has changed beyond recognition and it's very apparent to other people as well. What I've noticed in the last definitely in the last five years, that the awareness of the breath, there's lots of information about correct breathing. And one of the things that comes through importantly is mouth breathing. That people who breathe through their mouths are going to firstly take in air that's not filtered, because when you breathe through the nose, the air gets filtered. And also you're going to take more air in just because the mouth is a bigger space than your nose. Mm. So you're going to be more likely to be hyperventilating. What advice would you give to someone listening right now who may be going through something similar? Well, I would say look at your breathing. If it feels fast, if you are breathing through your mouth, you can feel amazingly so much better if you just stop breathing through your mouth and just be aware to try to breathe through your nose. There's, again, lots of information around how to correct mouth breathing. Uh, One thing I would like to say about myself is very recently, after many years, I did go and see a consultant. I've been diagnosed with these, like, this form vestibulary migraines, which you don't actually get a migraine, but you have all the symptoms I've got. And all it is referenced really is that kind of got a sensitive nervous system. When you look at something, you can feel overwhelmed. If it's too much noise, you can feel overwhelmed. So I would say, yes, again, it's all to do with you calm down your breathing. You're just going to cope better. So you don't have to have anxiety to do butaco breathing because people use it to improve their energy levels and generally their well-being. So I would say your breathing, you don't have to do butaco breathing in particular because butaco breathing, if I had to put into one sentence, is about breathing slower but not bigger. It is a science and we would all benefit from it. Sangeeta, I just want to thank you for sharing your story and for your time on this podcast. Thank you very much. It's my honour. If you would like further information about Sangeeta and her breathing technique, then please follow the link in the show notes.